Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Welcome to another episode of You, Me, and the GP. It's me, Rich Clark, and here with Dr. Mark Daniels. That's another Q&A. Good evening. It's another another Q&A episode, so we've got a few questions lined up here. Um, What's been happening? How are you, Mark? What's what's news in the world of uh, the GPs? Well, since we did the last podcast 35 seconds ago, not a lot. (laughs) But uh, nothing nothing that's going on. moment. Uh, you were saying earlier on about a few end of year things you've got to sort out. Uh, we, we, we have to put in our submissions for all the things we've done for the end of the year, so it's a bit busy at the moment. I've got something quite good, ha- well, excellent happening with the uh, Revolution Health. We're, um, we've got a stall at the um, the, uh, the CrossFit Inferno, which is a, uh, in, happening in the Cardiff Indoor Arena in August, so we're, uh, we're going to be there. Um, blogging our wares and giving people some information about how they can uh, improve their uh, overall health and fitness. Oh, they, that is a great audience for what you've got because they really are information type people. They they like the detail and they like the information and they're very very uh, into the paleo and all that sort of stuff. As as you and I are into CrossFit as well, sort of thing. You know. Oh, mate, good, very very good. Happy days. So um, let me just uh, say, I was going to say, Mark. Shall we try doing this recorded question? Did you listen to that? I listened to Lars's question, yeah. It's nice to hear that we're spreading our wings to the States, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's an international audience. Uh, it's quite a few countries. Australia, South Africa, New Zealand. Some weird stuff. I think like maybe soldiers in Afghanistan and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's good. Yeah, absolutely. You hit number one the other day. I did put it on Facebook. We were only there for like five minutes or a day maybe. <laughs> But uh, you did actually hit number one. I took a screenshot and all that. So, should we try this recorded one? Yeah, absolutely. But you can actually put the recording on? Yeah, I can play it. Um, uh, Excellent. Oh, that's real high tech. Yeah, go for it. Let's see if I can. Anyway, and if it doesn't work, what I can do is I can edit the the, the question. Sure. Anyway, okay, here we go. Let's see if I can do this. So, again, guys, if you have any questions, you can do this. You can send an audio question in to us. Um, just here we go, Lars. Lars is actually a friend of mine. I used to work with him when we were in. I used to work on the summer camps up in America. He's a captain of a ship, and uh, he's a great guy. Um, okay, here we go. One. Love the program. I've listened to all the episodes, and I can't wait for the new ones. I've got a question for you and your endocrinologist when he comes on. I've been on testosterone injections for about two years now, as prescribed by my doctor at a local age management clinic. I had tested a little low uh, initially, around 300, so he tried me on the gel, which really didn't make any difference, and then they put me on the injections. 
uh, on the injections, I've gone as high as testing at 1670, uh, and, but I don't notice any real improvement. So uh, I'd like to work my way off of them. Um, I didn't have any real complaints at the start, but you know, they're kind of pushing that as a sound of use here. Um, the only real notice difference I notice is now if I don't take them for a couple weeks, because uh, I'm stuck out at sea or I run out or something like that, then I really begin to feel kind of run down and cranky and just not good. Um, so I'd love some advice on how to get off these uh, these injections. I've tried some of the uh, post-cycle therapy pills here that are used by weightlifters that are coming off the steroid cycle, as uh, it's meant to kind of get you off of testosterone injections. Uh, they work really good for keeping the levels up, but once I'm off of the 30-day post-cycle therapy, then I'm back to very low G numbers. I've tested it low on 80, so I haven't had a shot for a while. Uh, but I know I've been significantly lower than that because uh, if, I, if I haven't had it for a long time, then I really feel terrible and i got to take one. Uh, some general stuff about me, uh, I'm 6'2", 21 stone, don't drink, don't smoke, good cholesterol, good blood pressure numbers. Uh, I'm a big guy, but pretty healthy for all that. I do work on health regularly. Uh, I was just tested by my GP and the personal trainer. The GP was uh, quite happy with where I'm at. He told me to just keep on keeping on with where I'm on. The trainer said I was uh, great on strength and uh, push-ups and, and all that, but I need to work on my cardio more, so I'm trying to do that. I typically do about a 20-minute workout uh, when I wake up with push-ups, sit-ups, planks, leg lifts, and kettlebell swings. And then I try and get an hour or so walking in uh, each day, as I'm a big believer in walking and its benefits for the lymphatic system. Uh, so I live long enough, I imagine. I'd love some advice on this problem of uh, getting off of the testosterone injections, and um, anything you could do would be great. Uh, again, I'm loving the podcast and spreading the word around and about over here in the States, and uh, I hope it have continued success. Thanks, mate. Did you hear that all right? That worked really well, actually. I like that. We should do more of those. I, I think that's excellent. It gives a personal touch, doesn't it? Yeah, people can send their voices in to us, their audios. It's easy enough these days to record a quick MP3 or MP4, whatever, MP3, I think it is, and uh, send that across. So we'll, we'll try and do that. Great. So, Mark? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. I mean, America's far more a consumer society, people get, if you want something, you get it. I mean, the doctors will give you what you want, otherwise you'll go next door. So they're very much more in vogue of giving testosterone to anyone over a certain age, whereas we're a little bit more reticent. There's nothing wrong with taking testosterone plays, and I give it to people quite often. But it's got a place. I mean, if he didn't feel terrible beforehand, if he didn't have any erectile dysfunction or low libido or... Um, you know, general tiredness, then it seems a bit strange to go on testosterone. But then that, that's all water under the bridge. The only problem I have is, once you're on testosterone therapy, it's a bugger to get off it. Because you, you basically have this negative feedback where you, you, you're given testosterone from the outside, and then further up the line, everything shuts down and says, well, we're getting testosterone, we don't need to give out any more hormones, you know, FSH, etc., to, to, to produce more testosterone. So what's happened is he's getting this testosterone from outside, and everything else back up the line, he's shut down. So if he stops the testosterone, everything back up the line takes a long time to, to, to start up again to produce more testosterone. So every time he comes off, he feels like crap. So it's a, it's a difficult thing. Now, one thing that I would say is, I mean, he's, he's obviously doing a lot of stuff the right way. I mean, he's doing exercise, he's eating clean, etc., etc. But there is one thing that, I mean, good on him for saying it in British terms, he's 21 stone. I'd like to know what his body fat is. 
because if you if you have excess body fat, you may not have, but if you have excess body fat, that fat will change your testosterone into estrogen, which will produce more fat, and you get in this vicious cycle. So you can't get lean. So I just wonder if some of his some of his problem is that he's got excess body fat. I mean, he may be built like a linebacker and not have excess body fat, but uh, if he has, that's something he certainly should address before he comes off the testosterone, because it would make it much easier for him to come off it. Now, I'm not sure what he's ha- been taking to come off it. It sounds to me as though it might be HCG. Now, it's very, very debatable whether HCG makes any difference to um, your testosterone coming back up. It helps you come off. But whether it helps the actual testosterone come up, I don't think so. From the evidence I've read, it doesn't seem to make any difference to your testosterone rising. That's all a case of waiting, and it's different in every person. Some people, they're, they're, the upper-line stuff will start working again in, in two or three weeks. Sometimes it takes two or three months. So actually coming off it, yes, it could make it less painful taking ACG, but to be perfectly honest, he's got to suck it and see, and maybe he's going to be in for some sort of tough times to get off the testosterone. If he's not feeling bad, why come off it? Is the other thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was just the, um, the, the inconvenience of it and the injection yeah, sure. and all that sort of stuff. He works away on offshore yeah. for long periods. Of yeah, I, I can understand why, but I, I just think he, he may have to he may have to go through some tough times. And I would, if I was him, I'd have his up the line hormones tested. I'd have his, make sure his body fat is good, and I'd keep testing his up the line hormones when he comes off the testosterone to see if they're starting to come back. There's no point sort of titrating down on the testosterone because your up-the-line hormones won't work until you've got virtually no testosterone. So, I mean, he's going to have to probably have some sort of tough time, two or three months of feeling pretty pretty ropey until his up-the-line um, hormones start. There's no other way of doing it, really. I've, I've, I've looked and looked on the literature, and I can't find any other way of actually making it easier for him. No, no. There we go. And as you say, once you start these things, it's sort of um, something that you have to uh, probably keep on going or, you know, have right, a, yeah. a big crash or whatever. So, as you say, because of the, the body part there, it's interesting that, you, like, the aromatase or aromatization you get from that. Absolutely, yeah. That's enough to, in, to downgrade all of the testosterone you'd be taking. Because he says to me, is one of his buddies started taking it, and... Next thing, he's got arms, chest, six pounds. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Through the roof, all that. He thinks, okay, this is good. I'm going to, like, try this. He does it. No results. No energy. No big boost up. Nothing. Now, that, that, that's probably an effect of his actual having too much body fat. I, I would stay on the testosterone, get your body fat down, and then come off it. Yeah. And, and accept that you're going to feel rubbish for a while. But you'll end up, you'll, you'll end up being leaner and feeling healthier if you do it. Yeah. Good. Okay, that's great. Interesting. And it's, you know, it's not beat around the bush. South Wales is the steroid capital of Britain. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, do you get much in your practice, Mark? Yeah, they, they all stand outside the pub in their um, cut-off T-shirts in the middle of winter. It's quite entertaining. But it, it, it's quite amazing. Anyone who's got really, suddenly gets really huge arms and legs, you know they're on it. And to be perfectly honest, people are, just think they're idiots. To be honest. And we have had deaths. We've had deaths from uh, taking uh, anabolic steroids. Yeah. It is a real no-brainer. Yeah. Don't take it. What about this? I had, a, I had a chap come in to me the other day in his 50s. I got clients who, who were on hormones as well, like you say, but let's try from the doctor. But I got a guy who came in to me the other day, had cancer, this, that, and the other. Um, basically, he's buying 
illegal steroids and he injects himself once every three weeks and he's been doing it for a couple of years and all his tests when he goes back to the hospital, he's exercising five times a week and he's in his mid-fifties and he's, well, he, he was telling me, you know, if you know what he's doing and it's safe and all this sort of stuff. So what do you think uh, about uh, that sort of uh, approach? What, what cancer did he have for a start? Um, I'm not 100% sure, Paul, if I'm honest. Because um, it makes such a difference which cancer it is, because they all work differently. I mean, things like prostate, etc., it's a de- definite no-no. But, I mean, the thing is, he may be feeling okay, but testosterone, not testosterone, anabolic steroids, not only do they increase the muscle size of your arm and your leg, they also increase the muscle size of your heart, and that's the big problem. And these people drop dead of a heart attack. So he may be feeling great, but he may drop dead of a heart attack. So he, he, I mean, even if he's got good cholesterol numbers, it's the fact that he's whacking in this, this uh, anabolic steroid, which is an external steroid that's not doing him any good whatsoever as far as his heart's concerned. And we've seen people in their 20s and 30s die of heart attacks having used anabolic steroids. So what's the difference between what he's doing and, like, Tesla Jerry, get off his doctor then? But uh, anabolic steroids are not, are not testosterone. Testosterone is a hormone. Anabolic steroids are a steroid that builds muscle. Right. So he's not supplementing, so he's made, a, he's made an incorrect assumption that steroids are testosterone. Absolutely, completely incorrect. I thought that... There's stuff that used to do something called clenbuterol, which is uh, stuff they give to cows to make them bigger and musclier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely insane. And I, mean, I have people coming in who sort of grown up, if you see what I mean. Yeah, and they yeah. say, I took steroids for so long. And they are emotional and physical wrecks because they're so scared they're going to get something else wrong with them because of their steroid use yeah. that it's you know that the years of steroid use they're like I wish I'd never done it yeah yeah you know. so, okay interesting um moving on uh, next question what have we got here okay hi Richard and Mark I'm a shift worker and I eat at random times of the day when normal people are asleep how does this affect my body and uh, what are the best times to exercise? Cheers, Paul. Well, I'll do the I'll do the food. You do the exercise. All right. Yeah. The bottom line is, shift work is not good for you. I mean, it simply is. Your biorhythm gets messed up. So if you want to actually try and do your best, it's pick a pick a your days off. It's, if your days off are weekends and you work shifts the rest of the week, try and get your body to think that, that midday on a Saturday, midday on a Sunday are your midday points. And work around that. So if you're working at a, a night shift, have your um, main meal still at lunchtime. Not at, not at lunchtime in the middle of the shift, but lunchtime, um, you know, as it would normally be, you know, one o'clock or whatever. So you try and keep your biorhythm similar, even though you're working around the shift. If you try and work, have a lunchtime in the middle of your shift, it doesn't work. Your biorhythm goes all to pot. You well, need to make sure... Sorry, Mark, say that again. So if you say he was working a 10 to 6 night shift, yeah, like, and he got up at say four or five o'clock. Would he have? He would, he would eat his lunch. He would eat his lunch as soon as he got up. Right, he'd eat his lunch when he got up, and then he'd yeah, go and he'd, he'd, he'd have his evening meal later on. Yeah, and then and he, he may have, have, have a midnight, may have a sort of late night snack. But uh, he really should try and keep his his eating as as same as he would when he was off. Right. right? So he needs to keep plenty of, plenty of um, hydration. That's really important because it's very easy to get dehydrated when you're on a shift work. You need to stay low on caffeine because you're going to really mess up your um, 
your actual biorhythm if you have to drink a lot of caffeine. Um, and he, when he's not on the shift, he needs to stay active as well. But I, I'm sure you can tell you about that. The other thing he needs to do is to make sure his body weight is, is optimum for him. Because if your body weight's not optimum, you're going to really suffer on the, uh, the shift work. And especially avoid sugary foods because they, they have this horrible... Um, metabolic effects on you, and if you're eating at the wrong times, it is awful. So try and keep his actual eating as close to his off time as possible. So if you think if he's working at ten till ten at night till two in the morning, he'd probably be having his a late night snack at ten o'clock at night, and he would probably would, would have nothing to eat then until he gets off work, other than a very uh, small something, something small with protein perhaps. Okay, good. Um, so. Yeah, uh, exercise-wise, again, you've got to suck it in tea. Personally, I would do it before the shift. I like to exercise in the morning or when I get up. Um, that's that's the way I like to, to, to sort of my routine, and that's what works best for me. I've tried it. Some people train better, and they like it in the evenings. But, yeah, definitely give it a go. And, again, with regard to days off and, and stuff, and, you know, try to train on your days off and, and um, you know, don't stress yourself out too much because night is very stressful. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's trying to achieve it's terribly. It, the other thing I would say is, at night, our digestive processes slow down, and we're not very good at absorbing food. So if he's working, you know, at night, he's not going to be very good at absorbing food. So if he eats a load of food, he won't absorb it very well, and he'll get very sluggish. So that's why, if he's working at night shift, he's trying as little as possible to eat before he goes to work, and then when he gets home from work. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a stressful thing that like, uh, work. Yeah, I mean, he, he may be worth him having his, his stress test done just to see, you know, his, his adrenal stress to see how he's doing because it shift work is it's something lots of people can't get around it. The policemen, the firemen. I mean, I did shift work for donkeys years. It is very, very stressful. It's well, sometimes it's impossible to lose weight and shift the body fat. To Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just being realistic. I've had it, I've tried it. You know, with with clients and you know it's tough, it's tough. It's so it's at best, you know, linked as you say, all to do with the biorhythm and hormones being out of control and things like that. So next question. Oh, thank you, Paul. Good question. Next question, Kieran. Hi, Richard. Mark, loving the show. I suffer from anxiety and have trouble sleeping. I have about three or four hours per night. Any help appreciated. Thanks. What happened then? I asked Kieran for more info because he was a bit like brief so I then came back to him and he said to me he was having six cups of coffee one red bull two cans of coke lots of processed food and sugar that was his like all contained in his, his diet so obviously Matt, I'll let you carry on but I, I've done quite a lot with, with uh, anxiety and, and sleep and diet I've been speaking all podcasts you, you have a crack at this and then I'll Coming with a bit at the end. Yeah, cool. Well, what I would do uh, if he came to me is obvious. I just, you know, you've got to get rid of all the caffeine and stuff. People don't realise how it can actually give you butterflies in your stomach and make you anxious. And, you know, that is a, like a domino effect that can lead then to, to the to sleep um, knock-on effect to, to not being able to sleep properly. So, yeah, it's basic. Just go... If you can, go back to a basic diet. If you like fizzy drinks and stuff like that, get some fizzy water and some <coughs> rocks squash. It's like in a, in a green uh, glass bottle. Or get some good quality squash with no junk in it. And have, have, have that with some fizzy water. You can get some 
decaf coffee, uh, water filtered, um, if you can, don't get regular because it's quite toxic. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I do, obviously, I'm cutting down the sugar and, and things, but um, that's all I could do within my remit. Uh, obviously, if you came to you, Matt, what would you do? Well, I, I would do exactly what you said. I'd get his diet clean because his diet is terrible, basically. I, you know, obviously clean out all the sugars, clean out the fructose, clean out the, um, I would probably clean out his grains as well if he could do it. Um, I would also probably have a look at his stress levels. I mean, if, if he, what sort of job he's got. Um, is he actually using his downtime correctly? I'd, I'd probably test him. I would certainly do his, um, his sugar. I would, yeah, I would do his HBMT, which is his sugar. I would do his adrenal stress. Um, I would probably look at his lipids just to scare him in case he, uh, he, he'd be eating real junk. Um, and basically sort out his diet. I mean, it's, sim- it's simple stuff. You sort out your diet, do a bit of correct exercise, uh, and you'll be fine. But, I mean, it, it isn't rocket science. I mean, it, it, he's clearly doing stuff to try and stimulate himself, and all he's doing is he's crashing all the time. Yeah. He has a Red Bull, stimulated, then he crashes. has a coffee, stimulated, then crashes. Has some sugary drinks, stimulates, and then he crashes. It's just the same as an obese person who eats, eats a, a heavy sugar meal, their insulin goes up, they sugar crash. It's the same sort of effect. It's just all they're doing. All they're doing is he's working on his adrenals rather than his than his insulin. Yeah, it's going to be knocked out the adrenals. It carries on. Uh, absolutely. If, absolutely. If, if, if it could have been going on for years, this could have you know for all yeah. the I, I, I do do what he said about diet, and I would also get his adrenals tested just to see if he's see where he is. I mean, I'd like to know what his libido is, because this, this tends to go with low libido, this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. I'm actually, I've, I've, I've got a lady coming on called Alexia. She does another podcast, which is doing really well, and she is going to help people get rid of what is referred to as head trash. So we've got an expert coming on the podcast to, to help us with that. But this stress and anxiety and stuff is, is, is very um, prevalent uh, today. Um, okay, so we can leave it there for this episode. We got uh, um, enough there uh, for that. If that is yeah, that's all I've got there. Are you happy there, Mark? Yeah, I'll go go. Yeah, we'll go again. No problem at all. Hope you don't be short and sweet. Hope you Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you next episode. Remember, send your questions in to info at richard-clark.co.uk. And um, you can get them answered on the show. Thank you very much. Uh, Spike from me. And Spike from me. You, me and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.